American songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to John Palumbo of the band Crack the Sky over Zoom video. John is an amazing, amazing human being. We had such a fun time uh, with this interview. He uh, talked to us from the home studio that he recorded a handful of the Crack the Sky records. And actually, uh, he goes through every record with us. It's so funny because they've put out 18 studio albums and we're almost like going through Wikipedia together. It's really quite hilarious. So he walks us through his entire musical journey all the way up to the most recent record they put out over quarantine called Tribes. John also talks about a new acoustic Crack the Sky record that's coming out and how he's not a huge fan of like best of records, but they released the best of record where they all kind of, where they all chose the tracks that they liked the most. So 90% of them are like deep album cuts and they put that together in a, in a nice little package for you. So he talks about that, but once again, the new record tribes and what uh, he's got going on currently. You can watch our interview with John Palumbo and myself on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at bringing it backwards and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bringing back pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Crack the Sky. This podcast is all about you, your journey in music. Um, obviously, your incredible and very extensive career. Uh, we can talk about, you know, forming Crack the Sky. And then obviously, you guys just celebrated, what, 40, a 45th anniversary of a record yeah, last year? I think so, yeah. <laughs> and I want to talk about the new album as well. So, okay, sure. Right. going to ask away? I will ask away if that's cool with you. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice room you're in. I'm sorry? It's a nice room you're in. I know. It's very, thank you. It's very uh, empty. It's because my family just moved to Nashville, like, less than a month ago and we're kind of in like this holding place while our house is being ready oh okay so right now it's just completely empty but it's, it's okay very minimal i like it like that <laughs> <laughs> well you, you got keyboards and guitars and and, and uh, yeah around, around you you got a little yeah. studio going yeah yeah that's amazing very it's cool that's a mess so talk to me about where where did you grow up where were you born and raised oh i grew up in west virginia Okay. Uh, and so my dad worked in the steel mill and that's all he did. And um, if you didn't go to college, that's what you would do. Uh, okay. So I went to college. <laughs> I didn't <really laughs> so I went to college. To work like that. And then <laughs> I went to school and then I left school uh, and hitchhiked around the country. And that's where I started to write. I was right. And you could do it back then. You could hitchhike around the country without getting killed. Wow. Uh, yeah. And that's when I started to write. And I was just writing. Uh, I kept a diary and I was just writing, you know, things in there. Uh, just about what you were like experiencing on, on yeah, this trip. And then, and then I got kind of like out of that and into just fiction, you know, making stuff up. Because uh, mm -hmm. when you're out there on the road by yourself, there's not much to do. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, well, what was the first instrument you picked up? Like, how old were you when you started learning music? Uh, I didn't learn music until, well, at first I wrote all this prose. And then uh, I went uh, back home after, you know, my escapades. Okay. And uh, went back home and bought a guitar. And taught myself how to how to play. And oh, so you picked it up much later. It wasn't like uh, you took piano lessons at like no, no, no. seven I years picked, old and any of that I picked stuff. picked that up and I picked up piano too. My parents had a piano in the house. Oh, my uh, gosh. So I taught myself both of, the, of those things. But later, like after high school. Oh, yeah. I think it was 22 or something. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What an incredible story. So you, you just decided... You, you, okay, so, so you stop, you know, you, you, you didn't want to keep continuing with college and you just hitchhiked across the country just to, to see it and kind of just experience life. Like, what yeah, was the yeah, exactly, exactly back then? There were a few of us that did that. That's amazing. Yeah, That's sure. so cool. It was okay. where I learned a lot. I'm sure, I'm sure. And you were just writing kind of about these experiences you're having throughout the, yeah. How long were you doing that? Like, how long did you just take off? For? Oh, I stayed out there about six or seven months, I think. Wow. And then came back home. 
Okay, you came back home, and then when you what what uh, what made you want to start playing guitar and trying to learn music? Um, there was nothing else to do, so I <laughs> I went and to a pawn shop, and I saw an acoustic guitar, and I said, "Well, that, that looks like it could be fun." Mm-hmm. And I just started, and that's why I then I put my lyrics, which weren't lyrics at the time, mm-hmm. the prose stuff. I uh, put that to music. Uh, and because I couldn't play, I was teaching myself, like I said, and I couldn't play other people's stuff. So I made up my own. Wow. Yeah. yeah and I mean, there obviously wasn't YouTube. I wanted, even when I was learning guitar, I'm not good at guitar by any means, but it was like tab. You had to learn tabs. Right. Like right now right. kids are like going on YouTube and they can learn a song in like 15 minutes. Cause they can watch some kid uh, teach them how to play it. You know, <laughs> I know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. And then I met Rick. Uh, We met in a music store in West Virginia. uh, And he was, uh, I was playing bass. I was practicing around on a bass guitar in a music store. Ricky worked in in a music store. It's my phone, sorry. Um, And uh, I was playing the bass line to I'm Your Captain by Grant Funk. And Ricky thought that was really cool. And he picked up a guitar and started playing the other parts. And we started to talk and then we got together. And then that's kind of what formed Crack the Sky then? After a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you're just jamming together. When when did like when did you start adding members and start playing kind of as a full full band? We started we we started we added Joey, the drummer, D'Amico. Mm-hmm. And we did three pieces uh, as a cover band. Uh, and we played, you know, we played a lot out. And then... What what type of covers were you doing? Well, we were doing outside stuff. We were doing T-Rex and Bowie and, you know. Oh, cool. Yeah, we can only play certain places. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that would allow you to play, like, the, the more of the rock clubs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was because our, our set lists were, like, really out there kind of for the time, you know. You weren't playing the hits, so to speak. Right, correct. <laughs> the album cuts, as they call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what happened? And then uh, I said, I remember we were playing this little club and I was just getting sick of it, you know, and I turned to Rick uh, during a break and I said, we should go to New York and just try, you know. Mm-hmm. So we did. We just left and went to New York and stayed up there and that's where we got our deal and then we put then they said because it was just ricky and myself uh on acoustic guitar playing you know things like ice and and those things that i had written yeah yeah and uh, and you guys got signed off just the two of you playing acoustic yeah they said we have to either get a band here in new york because the songs were too complex for just acoustic guitars you know just two piece and or go back home and get a band. So we went back home and we found the best players, players that we wanted to play with. Uh, and and that's how we put the band together. Oh, my gosh. And then so when with getting signed to the label, then you you come back and you're like, OK, now we have a band. And then right. is that when you start working on what became like the, the debut record? The first album. Yeah. Uh-huh. OK. You put the first There's album. Stuff that happened in between them. But basically, yes. Yeah. Wow. And you, I did see that. So that started getting radio play where in like in like Baltimore and Pittsburgh and stuff or Pittsburgh. Like how, how did it start to yeah, kind of go airplay uh, kind of like. I, I guess in half the country, you know, uh, uh-huh. and uh, basically because the distribution and uh, independent promoter guys were not that we're not really together at that point. Because mm-hmm. uh, the label was was new, um, and so what had happened was places like Baltimore, we were getting airplay, records were in the stores, and there was promotion. So everything was was working like it's supposed to work. Sure. And that's why Baltimore kicked over for us. Okay, and then I mean, having somebody like the New York Times praise it as like the debut album of the year. I mean, back in '75. I mean, Rolling. I mean, sorry, Rolling Stone magazine. New York Times would have been great. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, Rolling Stone magazine. I mean, that's even. 
That's insanity, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, we were impressed. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine. Like, tell me about that moment. Well, it was just uh, certainly it was a surprise, and then you know my ego went through the roof, uh, and, which was not a good thing. But it just, well, it probably validated the band, right? Uh, yeah, sure it did, <laughs> uh, and it helped out a lot. Yeah, yeah. From that, where where you did that kind of get you guys in a position to play bigger tours or get put on bigger tours or retouring we even at that point? Uh, we were out on big tours anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. We had started, you know, warming up uh, for people uh, set up and, uh, and that, I, I, I guess that kind of helped get us on more. More. Yeah. What were those first, what, what was like, what would you say that like the first kind of big warm up tour you guys oh, we did, had a chance we to did do? We did Zappam, we did Rush. We did Rush. Oh, wow. And the biggest one, believe it or not, was Foreigner. That was, oh, really? Yeah, that was like 60,000 people or something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I had a chance to see Foreigner uh, maybe 15 years ago. Um, yeah. Oh, with- yeah, they came back out. Uh, yeah, they played this. They <laughs> they played a casino in uh, in uh, South Lake Tahoe, uh-huh. and they had Jason Bonham on the drums. I don't know if he still plays with them, but John uh, Bonham's the kid. Uh, yeah. It was it was pretty cool because in the middle of the set, they ended up doing a couple of Zeppelin covers, which was pretty uh, rad. Okay. And they made this huge deal that he was the drummer too. <laughs> they had to be right, like, right. and How Jason they? How Bonham. Did... <laughs> How did they sound? Great. It was great. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was really impressed. It was a lot of fun to see them. That's great. Uh, Good. But so 60,000 people, huh? Yeah, it was kind of scary. Yeah. Was that like, yeah, was, were you, I can't even put my, so that's obviously like what state, huge stadiums. Yeah, sure. Oh my gosh. What was the, like from, what were you like? What were the size of the shows? I mean, even with Rush, those must have been big and Zach, yeah, they I mean, were they were th- more theaters and you know pretty substantial theaters. Sure, uh, outdoor concerts and things like that. Yeah. Okay. What was the difference? Like going out to sixty thousand people and then being Sylvester the- oh. Stallone is tweeting me. <laughs> is he really? Yeah, he's gone now. <laughs> what was he tweeting you? What, what did know. he tell you? Sylvester Stallone is tweeting and <laughs> went away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the best thing I've ever had happen during an interview in my entire life. <laughs> hey, that's by funny. the way, hold on. Sylvester Stallone's tweeting me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is awesome. Okay, so this record is is does I mean obviously it's doing really well. You you guys are. Uh, tribes you're talking about i'm well i'm talking about so we're still on crack the skies oh, debut. Still back there. okay yeah we're gonna okay. we'll get to tribes don't worry okay, okay. <laughs> i'm just curious like when, when it comes to like the next record animal notes like was uh-huh. it was it was that something that you kind of i mean they always say that the the sophomore album is the one like you got to kind of try to yeah add, you've had what what is the saying? Like you've had your entire life to write the first record, and then two years to write the second one. Yeah, <laughs> or a year. I, to write I didn't the really second pay one. attention to that. That that you know, I I I've heard I heard it certainly, uh, but nah, that never really affected me. And and I thought Animal Notes was a very good record. And I thought sure, that, uh, I thought that like the first one, it should have gotten more attention. But again, the label was still relatively new, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it wasn't until I had left the band uh, and they did safety in numbers uh, okay. and the label signed to CBS for distribution. So they had oh. a, a better they shot, to, yeah. you know, to get the thing out. Uh, and I think it did well. I'm not sure, but I think it did okay. I'm sure it charted. Uh, sure. So I think, yeah, I think they did well with that. And then, did you? When did? What year did you end up coming back uh, and playing? Are you going to ask me years? I have no clue. Oh, I mean, what record? <laughs> I, let's go with records. How does that sound? <laughs> uh, white music. Uh, oh, so it was 1980. Then. Okay. 80 or 81. I called Rick. Uh, they had left. They had broken up. Uh, and I called Rick and I said, I have songs and I want to know if you want to come up and, you know, and listen to them. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, uh, my wife and I. Okay. And, and so Ricky came up and I played him a few of the songs, uh, Skin Deep and uh, White Music for sure. And she's, I don't know, uh, you know, some of the things off of White Music. Sure. And he said, you know, Heart Razors. And he said, uh, yeah, uh, I want to come back in. Let's do something together. Mm-hmm. And so we went back to Life Song and said, we're going to do another record, but just Ricky and myself. And they said, nah, it should be Cracked the Sky because uh, he's got a name already out there. Okay. Uh, which made sense, you know. Sure. So but since made- the other people had left, like, did you have to, then you have to go back and try to reassemble with. No, we just did it ourselves. We did it. Really? Okay. Yeah. And. Vince DePaul was involved uh, a little bit, okay. uh, and but no, we did it. We did it ourselves. We had a ball making that record. Really? Yeah, what? Ricky played drums, and uh, it was just that was just a lot of fun. Would you say, like, at up to that point, that was the most fun you had recording yeah. an album? No question. Yeah. Wow. And were you? But once once the record's out, then I mean, you stay you stayed on Life Song for another album after that. Did you? How did you? Well, yeah, we were committed. We had been, you know, we had signed this ridiculous contract, and so we were committed to stay. Okay. Um, And so, yeah, we did. And I don't, I forget what the next album was after that. Coda Flamingo. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. According to my research here. You're, you're probably right, yeah. Probably right. Uh, Wikipedia screw, has screwed me before, though. I will tell you that much. Uh, Wikipedia, okay. Uh, and other stuff I've read here uh, yeah, on, on yeah, the internet, yeah. but who knows, you know. Well, you never do. You know, it's, it's fun, though, you know. It's, uh, they, try sure. to keep it, they try to keep it interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you did another record on Life Song, and then you guys ended up re-signing a, or a different deal. So the, you said you signed a big contract with them. What happens with when when um, Criminal comes out that, or with that label? Well, okay, that- after White Music, mm-hmm. uh, you sure Photo Flamingo was on Life Song? That's what that's what the internet's telling me. Maybe it wasn't. I was told. No, no, no. I think it was. Okay. You're right. And then after that, um, actually, after White Music, uh, I got my publishing back, which was, you know. Oh, yeah. Huge. Sure. Um, And then we did more records. I mean, World of Motion 1, you had The End come out. Yeah, that was on Criminal. And Mm -hmm. The End, which I thought was The End. That's why we (laughs) <laughs> we made oh it. really yeah. Yeah. at that oh, point you guys done. were you were kind of done with it yeah, yeah yeah i was certainly done with it you um, were yeah and well, what was the decision to, to keep going and then put out raw i mean there was only two years in between the two albums yeah i know couldn't stay away you know <laughs> you're in too deep at that point <laughs> yeah it gets in the blood that's it you're done <laughs> sure sure and then uh, you went to grunge records from there yeah yeah which... from the greenhouse and yeah that was on grudge uh, yeah from the mm-hmm. greenhouse raw dog uh, city which was another bizarre way to put an album together tell me about that uh it was in my house uh oh wow that's rad and it was yeah and it was uh uh four track Oh, you recorded on a four track? Yeah. And, oh my uh, gosh. It kept bouncing stuff. Uh, and Jamie Loritz, who you may know if you're in Nashville, because he's there. Uh, I just know? literally just moved here oh, a, you a month ago. I'm from I'm from Southern California. So like my, my family and I were from San Diego. Oh, uh, that's beautiful there. Why'd you move? Because I just we wanted to get to Nashville. We wanted to get to yeah. Music City. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah, we, we had been there. I mean, both our whole lives. I lived in San Francisco for a handful of years right, as right. well. I come from radio. So it was, just, it was time to, to get out and, you know, yeah, I know the feeling, right. I know new the adventure. Feeling, right. Yeah. So it was uh, time. Okay. So where were we? I, I don't we're on, uh, I don't know. Oh, did you say rare or dog city was one of the oh, raw was done. On my oh, raw. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. raw. So we're going backwards a bit. Yeah. Raw was, was the record you did in your in your house. Your house on a four track. Yeah. And uh, with Jamie Loritz played guitar, 
And again, that was just two of us, but that was my first introduction to the drum machine. And, oh. Yeah, and I was playing it by hand. I didn't, excuse me, I didn't program it. I played it by hand because this was like a metal album. And yeah. so I just set the drum machine on, you know, big sound. <laughs> <laughs> set to big sound. Yeah, it's just like kick and snare on the fingers and then any fills, you know, you did that. Uh, and that was, that was fun too. That really was. I mean, that was in my bedroom. And That's so cool. Was there a reason that you guys chose to do the, the drum machine versus, cause you said Ricky played on the, the other record that kind of was. Yeah. Well, Rick was back. gone again. Rick oh, was, he was. Okay. Yeah, we were, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's, we were done. Don't he, apologize. We <laughs> went to work with B Taylor on something called intermission. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Let's see. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just, we didn't have a drum. I couldn't have put a drummer in my bedroom anyway. There was <laughs> no space. <laughs> no way to do that. Uh, was that almost like a solo record then for you? If you're doing drums and guitars and vocals yeah, he, and everything else. He basically did the solos. Okay. Uh, which was, you know, he was like an amazing soloist. So Sure. Yeah, he came in and just, uh, I think it was over a period of three days, he did the whole album. He did all the solos on the album. Oh, my and gosh. Now, that album got a review, which cracked me up on, uh, what's the heavy, the old heavy metal uh, magazine from I, England? Uh, not Kerrang. Um, uh I Sorry, I'm stuck. Yeah, I can't anyway, remember. It was a big deal at the time, and it gave us a five star review on it. Wow, a metal album was a drum machine. That <laughs> <laughs> was bizarre. They, oh, because did they think that it was? Did they no. know it was pre-programmed drums or no? No. no. <laughs> it said crack the sky. That's all it said. That's amazing. Yeah, That's that so was funny. funny. Oh, you got me remembering stuff now. <laughs> five star review on your drumming i love yeah, that what was it red uh i'm trying to look it up now because you yeah it was in in england it was a big deal back then i don't know they might not even be around anymore <laughs> okay mm. we'll we'll figure it out yeah um, okay, okay. That's, yeah it's all right and so um, from there uh well you asked me because i'm just gonna say from there there's more records and <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, to get that that praise, I mean, from the heavy that heavy record, I mean, that's right. that's awesome in itself. Did did the sound then change moving forward? I mean, going from a four track in your bedroom oh, sure. and getting a five star review, do you do you try to replicate that right. or do you? No, no, no. We ended up uh, Jamie, <laughs> like I said, Jamie left, went to Nashville, uh, mm. um, and I couldn't even imagine what was the next record. Maybe I can um after raw yeah from the, from the greenhouse okay so that's when ricky and i yeah we i did go backwards i'm sorry no it's okay that's when rick and i did from the greenhouse uh and after that dog city and rare were the next city we started, we actually put the band uh, put a band back together um, okay and did it and started to record properly you know in an actual studio uh-huh and uh with it other other players <laughs> with what like during the the course of these albums coming out were you guys touring pretty heavily or no nah, nah, we so left we left we just would not play together or anything we just you know it was over oh uh, wow so it'd be an album then be over with and then it'd be an album and then maybe we'd go out but after from the greenhouse we toured from the greenhouse we definitely toured that Okay, uh, and we had put a band together there, which is Bobby Heard now, uh, who's you know been with us forever. Uh-huh. Uh, and Joey D'Amico was back, played drums, uh, and then we filled in some really good players with bass and keyboard. Amazing, yeah. and yeah. then that that takes us to what the '90s now with Dog City. That was the the first record that came out in night. In yeah, 1990. Dog City was the same band. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. And then what? Okay, the, let's let's just go. Let's just keep going. If that's cool with you. I mean, sure, yeah. Yeah. Let's head into Rare. Well, tell me about Rare. I don't remember that. We tell me. <laughs> songs, 
I'm sorry. Tell me some songs on there. I don't remember any of that. You don't remember any? Okay, Mr. President, Love Me Like a Terrorist. You had, um... oh, those are still off of. Let me see. Oh, I think that was more of a, that was like uh, the, the Ford. Oh, Rare was a compilation? Compilation record. Uh, okay. That's why I'm, that's that's why I'm confusing you. Rare is a yeah. compilation record. I got you. Okay. Okay, so then it would be Crack Attic would be the next one. Don't know anything about that. I think that was, <laughs> an, I think Life Song did that. Okay. I think someone, I wasn't involved in that at all. Okay. Uh, then you had a real, uh, what about Ghost? Ghost, yeah. That's when we started to, in my opinion, uh, that's when we started to get serious again. Okay. Was there a reason? I mean, that's early 2000, 2001, you guys. Well, I had, I had uh, really given up music. Um, and I went and got my doctorate for psychology. Really? Congra- <laughs> Congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, thank you. Yeah. So you went from dropping out of college to just, you know, yeah. hitchhiking across the country <laughs> what made you want to go back to college and then uh, all of be completing it all the way through to, to a done. doctorate and, uh, that's when i started in school uh, in psychology and i was done with music um and i said well i gotta do something you know so i went back and i did that it was did you have like a like did you want to be a professor or well, what was no, your I, had, I had private practice Oh, you did have a private practice. Well, I was, yeah, I was in private practice for, I don't know, nine or 12 years, something like that. Wow. Uh, in between everything. And then I started fooling around again with music and while I was in practice. And then, you know, more music snuck in. And then John Tracy, who's a great drummer, uh, came to me and said uh, he needed some massive dental work. Okay. Could we play a couple shows, you know, for him. Mm-hmm. So we did. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And that's, and that's when everything kind of came back, came back together. Yeah. And- we really had a ball playing. We had all missed it. Uh, we missed each other. Uh, and, and then we went on from there and that's when ghost started. Ghost. ghost okay. Uh, and then I think after that is the beauty of nothing. Am I right? Um, dogs in Japan. Oh, dogs from Japan. Right. Okay. Cause John was still playing drums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I think we recorded that now in this house in the house you're currently sitting in. Yeah. And that's wow. Is that room you're in your kind of your studio? Yeah. It's my studio now, but it's all digital. So I moved it. We, I had it downstairs when I had analog tape decks and everything. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. rad. You could put, uh, drums there yeah <laughs> not here uh, yeah so you recorded that record in the house that you're currently sitting in huh yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. my gosh it was very close to a proper studio so that was that was okay did you uh, tour that or were you still kind of on the put the record uh, out and tour, i think no i think we just put albums out okay um, so i didn't think we toured that after greenhouse greenhouse was like our last tour until we started moving seriously again to kind of where the band is now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So then after that, you put out the sale it's similar. Did you record that in that, in that room? I mean, that's uh, your no, 13th <laughs> studio album at this right, point. Uh, the sale was done in a proper studio. Okay. Um, and so was machine was done that way. I think, wait a minute, let me think about machine. Machine was done. That's when I think we started doing uh, uh, distance recording. Uh, oh. Yeah, because I had moved th- at that point to this house, which is outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, Rick is in West Virginia. Uh, Joe was in Maryland. Uh, no, Joe was in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, everybody was all over the place. And so we started to do remote. We would just send send our parts all together. And that's when Ricky started producing uh, stuff. And he got a studio in his house. But it, it's, it was really uh, close, very close to a proper studio. So uh, it's almost like what people have to do now. You guys are already doing it, what, in 2010? Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> You're 10 years ahead of the curve. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, sometimes that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, must have been different. I mean, not being in the room with everybody kind of. Trying yeah, to work, it, was, uh, it, it was a little bit bizarre and, but it came out good. So I was excited about that. And now that's the only way I will work. Is remote. Yeah. I mean, even pre pandemic. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I really enjoy because I write everything here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will we'll make a demo here uh, of what I think it should sound like. Okay. Then uh, I'll send that wave file to Rick. To, so he'll put it in his studio. And then Rick and now they like to record together. Rick and Bobby, the two guitar players. Uh-huh. So they'll get in the same room and play. Yeah, Bobby will go to Rick's studio. Uh, they'll take what I sent, and then they'll do their magic on it. Uh, then the drums will go on there, uh, and then keyboards and bass. Okay. Yeah. Wow, and, wow. And so, now, we're, so, now we're pretty much up to your new record now, right? Right, which was done exactly that way. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, real quick before we talk about Tribe, you guys get another praise by Rolling Stone as the best U.S. prog band you've never heard of. Tell me about right, getting that. Right. Well, that's, uh, again, you know, critics really liked us, you know, and musicians yeah. really like us. Well, you guys uh, are awesome. Oh, thank you. I mean. Uh, it's just <laughs> that we've never had that one hit that went across the board, you know. Uh, sure. And for various reasons, most of which is me. Uh, well, you have the longevity. Wouldn't you rather? I mean, yeah, you right. rather it, have that. I mean, you guys have put out so many albums yeah. and you've been able to have like a career that I mean, yeah. your 45th anniversary of your debut record was last year. <laughs> I mean, you have these bands that could that come out. I mean, especially right now. I mean, yeah. you're talking about one song and yeah, and then they're good. gone. Yeah. Okay, now you got well, this one huge song and then okay, where did they go? But you guys have been able to sustain a career right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get a TikTok hit. Yeah, that well, yeah. I don't, I've never been on TikTok. I don't even know what that is, uh, dude. Neither, neither. I'm not on it yet. I no, need to get okay. on it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but that's so funny. I mean, to, but to 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 celebrate something like 45 years. Yeah. Did you guys do anything for it, or was it just like, hey, you know, it's been 45 years since the record came out? Well, it was kind of like, hey, because we didn't consider it, and then other people start talking about it, and we said, oh, that's is that that's kind of good, you know, and. That's that was it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I want to know about this this new album. So where where well real quick, where were you? Well, you've been doing everything remote anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, where yeah. were you when this whole the virus hit? I mean, were you guys working on tribe or or not yet? No, I I was writing for it at that okay. Point. And everybody else was doing stuff. Uh not together, just kind of like, you know. Bobby was doing his stuff, uh, and Joe and Glenn and Dave were all kind of just, you know, trying to keep busy. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I was writing the Tribes album. Okay. Uh, right here, you know. In that room that you're sitting yeah. in, which blows <laughs> my mind. One of the coolest thing, I think, the oh, I mean, obviously, the pandemic has been a horrible, a horrible oh, thing yeah. to happen to this world, but the one silver lining for me is that we're we're chatting over yeah. the internet and i'm looking into the studio that you've recorded some like <laughs> so many amazing records out of which just yeah. blows my mind and and for your fans to see that too i'm sure is like such a cool oh, that's great behind the curtain look oh, thank you know you. what i mean like yeah so they're like some huge fans like oh did you know john has a recliner in the same room that he recorded <laughs> you know uh, yeah, well, tribes <laughs> john has to think too so uh, so well, i will do that um uh, and like i said that's the way we put we put it together okay uh, and tribes is the latest thing we did uh we're working on an album right now but you want to talk about tribes we can do that yeah well let's talk about tribes and then let's talk about the new album sure. so tribes yeah. i did, it read that it was recorded in, did you record it in a proper record or in a studio or no 
uh, Rick's studio is as proper as we got with it. Okay. And, and that was, that. that is a good place. Yeah. Okay. Is that what Studio L is? Studio L, yep. Okay, so that's his his actual that's his place studio. Yeah. And did you send your parts from from your studio and yep. still done the same way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I recorded uh, everything that that I you know felt was uh, the way it should sound. Mm -hmm. um, and what's kept, which changes from song to song. The voices are always kept. Um, my guitar, uh, sometimes it's a keeper and sometimes they'll come back uh, and I'll hear, you know, what they've done and I'll say, kick my guitar out. You know, it's, it's just mucking up the works, you know, because uh -huh. um, I, I can't play as well as they can. Um, and so I will sometimes kick the guitar out. Uh, but most of the time it stays in there. Yeah. Um, and sometimes even my uh, drum loops will stay in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, in and out, sure, because there's always real drums on, on the stuff. But if you know Tribes, uh, the song Tribes, I think, starts with uh, with box drums, I think. Mm -hmm. Can't remember. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I really don't, you know, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I just don't. No, remember. you have so much music. I mean, 45 years of records and writing. I mean, I I can't believe how great of a memory you have on a lot of these things. You're like, oh, yeah, that was when this person left. And like, I mean, I would, I can't even yeah. imagine trying to go back that far. And I don't listen. That's the other thing. <laughs> I never listen to my stuff. Once, really? Yeah, once it's recorded, it just gets put away somewhere. And I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about compilations. Um, <laughs> but I think we may be putting a compilation out of stuff. Never really <laughs> but you heard. won't listen to it. <laughs> There's nah, a compilation of a bunch of stuff. I don't even know yeah, what these songs are. <laughs> don't be here. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, um, okay. Well, so Tribes comes out. Was there... There was quite a few years though in between the two the 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 record prior, right? Yeah, two, I think. Okay. Oh, it was only two years. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you had a couple years in there. Um, yeah. and now you're already so uh, what was it? It was uh uh Living in Reverse came out. And Living Yeah, oh, that's 2018, yeah. So yeah, yeah a couple years prior to that. Years, right. But I guess it would have been okay, yeah, never mind. I'm, what am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tribes is out. Yeah. You, you you guys did it kind of the same way. I mean, you already had 10 years of experience in the yeah. sense of shipping songs and sending yeah, yeah, tracks yeah. back and back and forth to each other. Yeah. And you're already currently, you're, you you must spend a lot of time writing songs. I mean, to, to be able to, to crank out a record and then you're already talking about, oh yeah, I'm already working on, Something oh, yeah, that's all I do is write. That's it's it's my job. That's what I do. Sure. And so I just write. And I try to write every day. I don't get something every day, but I try to to, to write. write every right day. now, there's a song in my head that's driving me crazy, and I can't seem to put it together. So, but that'll come out. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, well, talk to me about what you have going on now. I mean, Tribes is out. Yeah, we have, uh, we're working right now on, well, what the company wanted to do was make these compilations of songs that were like buried. Uh, so it's going to be actually, and I, and I don't like compilations, but this is going to be very nice. Okay, so tell me about it. Like the songs that like never got radio play, never got, you know, noticed, never got played out, maybe got played out a couple times. But, uh, and I think they're the more interesting songs. Um, so we're taking that and, uh, you know, they ask us all for a list of the outside songs that, you know, we, we like. Oh, so you got a chance to kind of compile your list. Yeah. You got his list. So you guys did it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what's happening next. Then after that is the acoustic album, which... We're in the middle of shipping tracks back and forth now. <laughs> well, okay. Is that going to be all new songs? Or are you like oh, yeah, reimagining no, no, no. re old ones? No, 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 no. It's all new. 
Yeah. Wow. What, 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 very what, uh, different, very different. I was going to ask yeah. you what, what inspired the acoustic album? Uh, somebody said we should do an acoustic album. Uh, <laughs> so we said, sure. Uh, <laughs> as easy uh, as that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, sure. We don't spend much time working things out. We just go. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, um, so and then on tribes, you had a song that you had, did you, you had a, some solo, some solo stuff and you put one of the solo, one of your solo songs on oh, the track. Yeah. Blown yeah. Blown up Detroit. Blown up Detroit. Tell me about yeah. that. What was it? What was the decision on? Was that reworked and then put on the record? Sure. Yeah. We re-recorded re for sure. Um, because when I recorded it, it was in the days of Lindrum and those kind of machines, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and so we needed to really kind of like update that. Did um, you try to like mimic it, so to speak, or did you? Well, you couldn't it? do much with that song. I mean, it, it sat very, very good the way it was. Mm -hmm. uh, so to try to like start to piss with it was like not, not a good idea. <laughs> so we just, we just went straight ahead and we played it live. We started to do it as an opening track live because it's got helicopters. And we said, oh, great. Well, <laughs> when we come out, we'll have helicopters. Helicopters. Yeah, that's a great uh, idea. Uh, so we started to do it as an opening to our set. And then we decided, look, it's a good song. We should we should make a record and put it on a record. Yeah. OK, I love that. That's so cool. And then so it makes this album. Yeah. Um, with the with the acoustic album, is it different writing acoustic? versus what you were doing before or do you always write on acoustic guitar and no then... no no this is completely different for me this i haven't written on acoustic since uh, i first no let me think when ricky and i moved to new york which i can't tell you the year uh but w we moved to new york first you know when we go way back now to where <laughs> we got our deal i used to write on acoustic then Okay. Uh, and maybe a couple of years after that. And then I never wrote on acoustic again uh, until now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so, then, so somebody yeah. said, let's do an acoustic record. And now you're like, okay, I got to break out this acoustic guitar. Yeah. Is, yeah. There, is your writing style change yeah. or, and, and how is it like, I mean, to wrap your head up to kind of get well, your mind, like, how do you I, think I, that way? What I usually do, uh, is uh, I will find, well, I always write the music first, always. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll, when I'm doing that, I'll mess around with the guitar. Uh, and then I'll put the drums in, you know, rhythm box. Mm -hmm. And I'll lay, uh, find really a good uh, groove, you know, mm -hmm. and then start to piece the music together that way. Okay. Excuse me. Well, we just ate bacon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll do that and, and then put the lyric in. Uh, now, doing it on acoustic, it's kind of like one blob that just comes out almost together, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll be playing something and then I'll have like usually the chorus will come into my head and I'll and I'll do the chorus uh know where that's going to fit in, with music and then write a verse interesting yeah. okay so you're kind of have to totally different process then oh yeah absolutely sure yep. oh my well i can't do you feel like coming out do the songs come out completely different than anything you had ever written prior yeah it's going to be a beautiful record i mean they're coming out really see because bobby and rick but bobby can play like a lot of different stringed instruments. I mean, he plays mandolin and oh wow, he plays ukulele and you know, there's banjo sometimes. And so they're really the, the tonality of those things ringing together with acoustic guitars. It's just really, really fascinating. Yeah, it's good. I'm very happy with how that's coming out. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear it. I cannot uh, wait yeah, to hear yeah, it. Yeah, it'll be a little while, but. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not going to be a prog sounding record. No. <laughs> so do you think it's going to be quite a shock for your fans or people that uh, have just known, you know, crack the skies for 45 years? It could be. It could be. There's no, you know, there's a couple flat and fifth licks in there, but 
that's about as close to you know correct sky sound as as it's going to get. Um, no, I, I don't. I, I I would hope that they would uh, appreciate it. I'm sure they will. I mean, why wouldn't they? That's amazing. But it's a change, and I really enjoy changing a lot. Yeah, I think that's important. That is. That's so cool. Well, the edge. 18 albums in and you've got the uh, the well I, real quick on the compilation record. Yeah. You guys all got a chance to choose mm-hmm. your favorite songs. And then how did that work out? Like what made the cut? Was it like, OK, you know, Ricky and John have picked yeah. this song, so we're going to choose that one. And was it kind of like a democracy in the, in the sense of that or it, it was sort of because I bailed out on, on it after uh, okay after <laughs> Ricky and Bobby and myself put a list together uh-huh. uh, and I saw that it was close you know we were all kind of close oh got it uh, and then so I bailed out I said whatever you guys want to put on there go ahead and put on because <laughs> okay. you, know? you already but, had seen their list and it, it was pretty yeah pretty spot I mean, on to what you had already had yeah and again my you know, my interest in that thing was like, it's still, I mean, uh, you know, it's stuff that I, that we've done before. Right. And so it's hard for me to get, you know, really pumped about that. Sure. Um, but I, I think it's going to be good. Everybody's excited about it. So is it songs from the, is it songs from the course of your entire discography? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty it's not much. like set to one like '90s or '80s. No, or... no, no. I think as far as it goes back is like Dogs from Japan. Oh, okay. That's as far back as it goes. Yeah. Interesting. Well, like, that's that's awesome. I know you're not a fan of compilation records, but I'm, I know your fans are going to be a fan. I, I would think hand, so. Yeah, because hand picked by you good. guys and and it, it's going to be a really interesting uh, record. That's for sure because uh, the songs are really. Uh, uh, unique you know mm-hmm. uh, and I love we it. played some of them live we did uh let me think yeah we we did a few of those things live okay uh, and they were for us you know it was, <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were challenging songs that's for sure yeah but you know those your fans out there like I love seeing a band and then they'll just throw in this song that you're like, yeah. Oh, like, cause you know, usually nine out of 10 times the favorite, my, as far as I, my musical taste goes, my favorite record song on the record, isn't going to be the one that's played right. on the radio. Yeah, mine's It's buried in there. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's buried in there and the chance of the band playing it is like maybe a fraction of a percent. So yeah. the fact that you guys come out and do that, yeah. it, some, you know, people that only recognize or are there for the radio hits are going to be like, oh, this is time for me to go, you know, oh, take yeah, a, that's take it. a leak. But and the other people are like, this is the greatest moment ever. And they're going to go <laughs> tell all their friends about it. Like, I can't believe they played this yeah. song. Well, that's that's a rare bird you're talking about. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, since we're there to entertain on the live end, uh we we pretty much packed the set with stuff that people know of course yeah yeah because you can i remember you know i remember going to a peter gabriel show mm-hmm. and being absolutely disappointed not in the playing because the playing is spectacular you know right Tony Levin was on bass and that was enough for me. It was just, <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. And they did, you know, they did the hits, which I loved that. I thought it was great to watch them do sledgehammer and things like that. Um, and then he started to do these obscure songs and I really tried to, to get into it, you know, mm-hmm. but I couldn't, <laughs> I said, you know, I'm here to be entertained, entertain me, you know, which yeah. is to play stuff that I know. Sure. Sure. Well, it's funny that you say it because like um, Radiohead, for example, is a band that will do that. They'll come out and they won't play pretty much any hit. I mean, they'll they'll play some, but it's it's hits to their very dedicated fan base. It's not like they come out and play creep. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe they do now, but for a number of years, (laughs) they never did. Right. I remember when I went and saw Radiohead the first time. My favorite Radiohead song is Fake Plastic Trees and it's a hit. It was uh-huh. a yeah, hit. yeah. Exactly. And they didn't play. And I was like, what? You didn't play, you know? And then my friends that have been 
I'm not a diehard Radiohead fan. I respect the hell out of them. Yeah. But my diehard Radiohead fans were like, well, duh, they're not going to play. That's just not how they do it. That's just right, not right, the band that's that they right, are. Right. Well, <laughs> but it's funny yeah, that you say that. They're, they're there to entertain. Away with that. That's good for them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they've been able to get away with it for a number of years, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, John, man, this is awesome. I'm so happy that we were able to, to finally me connect. Too, and, me too. And you have should come. keep your house like that. It looks really cool. You like it? The minimalist version? Yeah, of this? it's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we just got here. So the only thing I could scrounge up or a blink poster to represent my you know san diego roots and this halsey one i found so <laughs> well uh, thank you again so much for doing this i have one more question for you before i let you go if that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. uh do you have any advice for aspiring artists whoa uh right <laughs> now yeah what, what at this, any point in this in this environment my advice would be to do something else <laughs> you're not go home make, and break your guitar <laughs> yeah you're not gonna make any money that's that's over with those days are gone because of streaming uh and if you're trying to make a living at this uh unless you're a writer and if you're a writer you can you can do okay um but if you're just a player and you want to play for the love of it then by all means keep going keep doing it but if you're trying to make a career out of it, this is really tough times right now. You'll notice a lot of uh, the established bands, big ones, uh, have stopped recording. They'll just, mm -hmm. yeah, the, before the pandemic, they, they would just tour. Right. Uh, but a lot of them just stopped recording because it's ridiculous. I mean, you spend a ton of money, you know, making a record and you're getting you know, percentages back that are laughable. So, yeah, I would definitely be my 